Hello and welcome to Autism Society of Brooks County, Inspiration and Impact. I'm your host, Carol Spencer. And today we're going to talk about back to school. So for some parents, it's like it's a day of great joy. And and for others, it can be a, a time of anxiety, and especially for parents with children who are diagnosed with autism. And we're hoping we can alleviate some of those fears today with today's guest, uh, longtime autism support teacher, Karen Algio. Welcome, Karen. Hello. <laughs> Hello. So give us a, a quick background. What is your experience in teaching kids with autism? Um, I've been teaching kids with autism for 22 years, long okay. time. Um, I started out in New Jersey. I did seven years there. I was a preschool handicap teacher for mm-hmm. five, and then I was a behavior specialist for two over there. Okay. And then we moved here to Pennsylvania, and I've been with my current school district for 15 years. 15 years. So. And I teach elementary. I teach K to four. So, right. Yeah, so you, you've, you've seen a lot. I've seen a lot. <laughs> I've seen talked a lot. to a lot of parents. Yeah, yeah. So you're the perfect guest. <laughs> yeah. so, so for those who are unaware, I'm going to set the stage a little bit. So... You know, from the parent's perspective, you, you, you've had your baby who's diagnosed with autism for the last five or six years. You've had control the whole time, and you know your child inside and out. You know every quirk. You know every sound. You anticipate every move. And now it's time for the big bad school, and you, you have to give them up <laughs> to this building filled with kids you don't know, to strangers who are in charge Absolutely. of your child, and, and they're out of your control for an entire day. So for many, it's it's kind of terrifying, especially when your kid can't speak. So, you know, how, how do you learn, you know, how do you learn to let go a little bit and trust everything is going to be okay? And, and so is that kind of the general vibe that you get when parents when their kids are heading to school for the first time I don't mean to make light of it but no I I agree with you 100% I mean especially you know when I teach K to four I'm their first teacher in the big bad school so so you you know they they have a lot of anxiety they Mm -hmm. don't know you know what's happening there's change you know we Mm -hmm. all react differently to change and it's hard Mm -hmm. Um, so I always try to make sure that you know when we have our first meeting you know I'm just meeting they're going to tell me about their child and I would love to know as much information as possible because I'm I don't know them at all. Right. And so we're trying to have an IEP meeting yeah. and make goals and 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 you know make up this day without me even meeting them first. So right. that's a hard thing to do too. Yeah. And so you know when parents can give as much information as possible to help the teacher, that would be an awesome yeah. thing to do. Yeah. And and you, you talked about the the IEP for people who don't know, it, an IEP is an individualized education plan, and it's a plan that basically details the goals for the child and, and, and how to get there. So sometimes like for that first meeting, it's totally intimidating because like you feel like you're on one side of the table and everybody else is on the other side of the table. And like it, sometimes there's the perception perception is like you're going into battle, yeah, but that's, that's not how it's supposed Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's not supposed to be that it's a team. So what would you advise for parents or caregivers to just keep in mind when they're attending that meeting, especially the first one, like just, just, Here's your mantra. This is what you need to think when you go in there. Um, I think they need to know that, you know, we have to be flexible, um, you know, to make sure, you know, we communicate. I think communication is the key to a successful parent-teacher relationship or parent-school relationship. Um, the more we communicate, the more we talk about you, you know, your child or, you know, what we're going to do or what the goals are going to be. The, the more we're going to be on the same page. And I think we're going to go in the same direction. I always look at it as a team perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, we're going to do this together. It's not just me doing it. It's going to be me and the parent together. Right. I want to make it a positive school experience for both the parent and the child. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I always say that anytime I talk to a parent whose kid is going, I say, 
everybody is there for the same purpose. You're going to develop the, develop the best plan for the kid and everybody wants that kid to succeed. Absolutely. Sometimes you don't agree on how to get there. Right. But, but everybody, it's all about that kid. It's not us, uh, us against them. And, you know, I think even now, like I still get nervous going to IEPs, even because even when it goes well, it's like, you don't want to kink. You don't want to hiccup, you know? So right. it's still, you still have to calm them even when they're right. getting around the block <laughs> yeah. like me, Absolutely. you know? <laughs> you know? Um, but, you know, we, we can't, just be one-sided with it all you know um what would you what would you recommend to teachers and staff to help parents like uh, additional uh, besides mm-hmm. you to help them feel more comfortable and and included as a team member like what do you do do you do anything in particular because you know like you work with the staff you're all cohesive cohesive group and like to step into that as a parent and feel part of the team is tricky so what would you recommend to everybody else who's at that meeting um, well, usually the staff aren't at that meeting, like okay. the aides really aren't involved yeah. in it. Um, but I mean, like, you know, you have a principal there, yeah. you have a I, speech therapist there. Yeah. I think that we all work together as a team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think uh, staff have to keep in mind that we're dealing with, you know, someone's baby, mm-hmm. you know, someone <laughs> who, you know, this is their life. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it's harder for parents when their child can't come home from school and say, hey, mm-hmm. mommy, I did this, I did that. This is what happened. This is, you know, what right. didn't happen. And so what we try to do is really keep that communication open by, you know, either writing to the parents every day. You mm-hmm. know, me typically, I like, you know, it's changed so many times over the 15 years I've been here. Like yeah. I try to do this and it either works or it doesn't. Yeah. And you know, I'm going into this school year thinking I'm going to ask each parent what it is that they want as far as communication. Do they yeah. want it daily? Do they want yeah. it weekly? You know, something that's going to be, you know, not redundant or like tedious, you know, yeah. I want it to be meaningful for them. Sure. So, you know, we're going to try to get, you know, I try to get them involved that way. Like, what is it that you want from us? And, you know, this is what we, we need from you. And, right. you know, kind of that back and forth kind yeah. of thing. Let them have a... A, a say. A say. And that's it. what they want. I mean, they do know their child the best. Yeah. So anything they can give me, I'll take and run with it. Yeah. And that, that was one of my questions, actually. Like, how often should communication happen yeah. beyond that communication log, which, you you know, you have to write super yeah, quick and, at the end of the day. Yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, we have to remember, like, it takes a I have seven other kids in the classroom. Right. So mm-hmm. it's really hard to write in detail what happens every single day. Sure. And I'm not, me personally, I'm not a righty person, yeah. so to speak. <laughs> I like to get on the phone and talk to the parents, mm-hmm. or I like to email, or even sometimes email can be tricky because sometimes the tone might be taken in a different oh, light. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I really like to talk to parents, um, you know, on the phone if it's possible. I know it's not always possible, right. but I try to. And, you know, the communication, I try to keep positive and upbeat. You know, yes, do I have to report if something, you know, goes wrong? Absolutely, because the parent wants to be aware. You don't want to come into a meeting a year later and find out, oh my gosh, my kid's been doing this all this time and you never told me because, you know, it's bad or it's negative. So I do try to keep positive. But, you know, we talk, discuss things that are, that Mm -hmm. could be, you know, that's difficult or having a rough day. But, and I try to tell parents too, that everybody has a rough day. So Mm -hmm. even if you do hear something that's not always happy or positive, you know, you have a bad day, 
your child's going to have a bad day sometimes yeah. too. And I'm sure they love the phone call. It's just like, it, <laughs> there's nothing negative. It's just like, yep. listen, this funny thing that yes. your kid That's, did today. I love to tell the know. funny stories. Yeah. I love the stories. Yeah. <laughs> Those are always the best. Yes, I know. Are. Especially when, when Peter was in junior high, she called me every Thursday on her way home. So whether I wanted a phone call or not, I got a call every <laughs> Thursday and it was great. And then we talk about other things. And, Absolutely. You know, but that was really nice. And it was just, here's what's concerning. And, you know, let me tell you what your kid did today. Like right. the funny story yeah yep. kind of thing so um they had that good communication with you but like once school gets underway um child might be interacting with a variety of teachers and staff so like office staff maybe music teacher gym teacher um do you suggest anything for parents to do to help those involved with their child understand them better like for for peter especially when I got a little older, I did like a one page resume. So here's this picture. Look how cute my kid is, you know, and it was like, when I'm excited, I do this. When I'm angry, this is what you say. This is what I really like. This helps me learn. Talk to me like this. I mean, do you have any suggestions well, for I them mean, to do that? I typically will be the one to inform the other teachers like about the student and this okay. is what's going to happen. I mean, at a K to four level, that's basically because they're not changing sure. classes like they are at the junior right. high or at Riften. And I think that's a great idea. Yeah, I'm to, over the top. Yeah, I know you are. <laughs> I've worked with you before. I know. Um, but anyways, I think that is a great idea. And if, you know, if you wanted, I know our speech teacher sends home a little like questionnaire, like, you know, favorite things, yeah. things that I don't like, things that, you know, yeah, that I'm helps. scared of or, or whatever. So any kind of information that could be passed along to any of the teachers yeah. is, is a good idea. Yeah. And anything new that crops up through the Absolutely. year. Because they might love, you know, video games at the beginning of the year, but now they're really into this. So it helps communicate. Back to communication. Right. It as is always, right? Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. So even though you might have a really good relationship in place, at some point there's going to be conflict Absolutely. between caregivers and school staff. And, and sometimes it's just, it's not pretty. Unfortunately, it's just, it's just not pretty. So what would you say is the best method to to work through a situation like that to get everybody back on the same page if if that's possible sometimes it's just not and you have to take other measures but what would you say like how do we how do we get back together um i think basically if you have the good foundation if you have the good communication mm -hmm. you're less likely to to bump up against something like that yeah. but if you do I think we have to just remember that we're all here for the same reason mm -hmm. that we have to be respectful to one another yeah you know because you know yeah. sometimes it can get a little heated it can. Mm -hmm. um and you know just calmly get your points through mm -hmm. you know ask you know can you show me why this isn't working can you show me something yeah. that you know that is working or you know I try we keep a lot of data in the classroom yeah. and you know if a parent comes to me and says listen I want to try this if I think that it's a good idea I'll go yeah. ahead and do it and you know we can try it yeah if it's not I can say listen I understand that's your main goal but hey yeah. these are the things we need to do first to get to that main goal right so I think if a teacher or a staff member can explain the reasoning of yeah. why they're doing what they're doing then I, I think you're really not going to hit a lot of that conflict yeah, yeah. um I don't know if that answers your question. No, no, that, that totally, it totally does. Because again, <laughs> we just want that kid to be successful. To I had a thought in my head and just totally disappeared right there in that moment. Okay. Which is okay, because we've got to wrap up soon anyway. Okay. So it's okay. So any, any final, final words of wisdom? Because, oh, I know, I was going to say, I really, I always liked that about you, Karen, when it was like, hey, can we try this? And you know, like, you didn't really sweat the small stuff. It was right. just like, okay. And like, you kind of expect the uh, a pushback or anything, but okay, we'll yeah. do it. And sometimes that's all you need is... Absolutely. I think it. a lot of times staff just need to listen 
to, to the parent. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes they just need to vent to you mm-hmm. and let you know and, and be heard. They mm-hmm. want to be heard. And so I think we need to be good listeners. And I think, you know, the communication is key. And I think flexibility with everybody is, is also yeah. a good thing to have. I mean, because what could work one day might not work the next day. Mm-hmm. And like you said, one thing might motivate them. Another thing might not. So it's it's constantly different. Yeah. Each kid's so different that you kind of have to you know, not sweat that small stuff and just, you know, let it go and see what's going to happen. And hopefully it's successful and we take the right steps to do that. And most of the time, 99% of the time it is. So it's communication, communication. flexibility, and listening. Yes. Ongoing. Yes. That's it. Absolutely. Simple as that. It is. Simple as that. All right. Well, thank you for sharing your insights today. And, and hopefully there's some folks out there who will really benefit from these suggestions. Um, I hope so. Coming from one of the best here. Oh, you know? that's nice of and, you to but say. But again, like the bottom line is to keep that communication going. Absolutely. So thanks again, Karen. And thank you all for listening. And until next time, this has been Autism Society of Berks County, Inspiration and Impact. For more information, visit us at AutismSocietyOfBerksCounty.org, join our Facebook page, Autism Society of Berks County Members Group, and check us out on Twitter, at Berks Autism.